everyone we're going to be talking about uh, real estate today during covid after covid and what it was like right before and uh how things have changed in society so we hope you enjoy today welcome to episode two that's right three balls two strikes pressure is on this is where we discuss real estate property improvement and business together we'll strategize on how to win welcome to the full count hey everybody uh welcome back to another episode of full count uh, as Andrew mentioned, we're going to be going over a couple of things regarding real estate and COVID today and how that's affected the entire housing market. So we're going to go over some of our thoughts, findings, what we've seen as mm-hmm. far as real estate and housing prior to COVID, how did COVID affected it and where we are now. So I guess with that, I'll, I'll hand it off to you, Andrew. Yeah. So uh, right before COVID, uh, we were already seeing a little bit of a softening. Uh, in terms of real estate prices, uh, nothing drastic or anything like a healthy little softening. Uh, in 2018, we saw rates go from four and a half percent at a short moment at the very end of the year went to five percent, and then 2019 started to come down a bit because prices kind of softened a little bit, maybe three to five percent. At least I'm speaking for Southern California. Um, and then COVID happened, right? And we saw the drastic downhill in sales. Everyone was scared to get out. But shortly after, we realized during the lockdown period, everyone's like, you know what? where I live matters. And if I'm not going to go into the office, I need to love where I'm working from my office. So they created an office out of one of their bedrooms, their garage, or they said, you know what, I need a bigger space. I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. So they ended up buying property and less commuting. So people are like, I am really boxed in into my house and it's more important than I ever thought. And then there's where you come in. They're like, I need to do a home improvement. I need to paint, um, things like that. And prices started just going sky high. And that's where we're at now. Yeah. There was a lot there, Andrew. So why don't you, why don't we step back for a second and kind of sure. break that down a little bit, right? So you're saying, you know, you're quoting some of the rates prior to COVID, right? What, yeah. Where did those come from? You know, where are you getting that from? What gave you that idea, et cetera? Being, being a real estate agent there in LA as you are. Well, uh, mortgage rates um, affect everyone for the most part. You know, people that have the, the, the money that doesn't really affect them so much. The ones on the higher caliber of income, they get affected by the stock market. So in 2018, I don't know if you remember, in December 2018, we had a stock market scare. And that accumulated to the issue in 2018, 2019, where things softened a little bit. And uh, mortgage rates matter because of that, because uh, you're not paying necessarily for the house price, which you are in, in many ways. But what's more important is the mortgage that you're paying every month, the monthly mortgage, because when the rate goes up, the monthly mortgage goes higher. If the rate goes down, the monthly mortgage goes down. Mm. Uh, so it's just, it's a give and take. And that's why mortgages are so important. Nick. Right. So what were you telling at that time, say pre, you know, 2019, what yeah. were you telling buyers like myself? Um, I mean, I, what, what do you mean? Like what more specific? So what, what advice were you giving buyers at that time? It feels like a lifetime ago, to, just, I know, right? you know, to say the least. Um, I was telling them, you know, um, would you agree with the with the statement that like people say it's never the wrong time to buy? I guess just maybe a if starting it's, point. If it's for your home, mm-hmm. if it's for your home and you do your due diligence, you have a good realtor, you do inspections, as you know, um, and you have. OK, the answer is yes, I agree with that. If you have a good, stable job. If you are happy with your job and you don't plan to leave, if uh, your household is complete, right, mm-hmm. and you like where you're at, 
Um, and if you plan to stay in there seven to 10 years, because there's a cycle in real estate, right? Like the stock market, um, whether you buy it at that moment and the price goes down, if you stay seven to 10 years, the price is going to come back up. Like it always does in real estate, long-term investing. So I would, I would say that that's so going back to the next question. Is that some of the stuff that you would kind of, I would kind of tell them that. Yeah, I would tell them that. And I would also tell them you might have a higher rate price is soft and just very little. Um, in some markets it didn't, but you can always refinance. You can have that high rate. I think at four and a half, five percent, twenty eighteen refinance a year or two later, which we saw in twenty twenty. Yeah. It went to yeah. two point five or whatever the case may be. So everyone that I that I helped buy in 2018, 2019, they all refied. Yeah, everyone who pulled the trigger was like, yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I think it's important to just invest, and and you got to do it when it feels right for you. Right, right. Yeah, I know we were having some discussions even back then when I was looking. Right. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, yeah. twenty nineteen. Um, and I mean, I guess you could have said, what did I tell you? Right. Yeah, I think right. Exactly. I told him basically what I just said right now. Um, and you know, you end up buying Nick? no, I have I didn't, did not end up buying. You no. should have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but looking uh, in hindsight, right. Hindsight. Hindsight. Yeah. Um, but you know, what, what we've seen now with, with the whole COVID situation is, you know, Homes really do matter more so than people expected then, because a lot of times in our lives as Americans, we're at the office or we're at our work function or whatever the case may be. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing everyone's more at home and offices aren't as uh, a hot commodity in real estate as it used to be. Yeah, the whole work from home situation. I mean, yeah, remote work is huge. Remote work, man. Everybody was working at home. And yeah. the number of people who bought dogs, too, was crazy. So oh, I yeah. was seeing a lot I of saw uh, that. like a lot of patio covers, a lot of pergola builds, a lot of, you know, new wall new fences because people got so many dogs and that's what you've like, been working on yeah i mean so many people got dogs and had no way to keep their dogs in the backyard without either running to the front or like yeah. they had a big old fence in there i mean a hole in their fence yeah and they're like well now we have this puppy we don't want to leave and we can't just fix one part let's just fix the whole front fence and it was like it was crazy that's right that's how, right how much dogs affect this like new fence yeah. builds all these no, little details true. in our lives does spill over and affects it's like a ripple effect, right? Yeah. So right. I, I bet that's when you were having a lot of fun in 2020, 2021. Yeah, that's when I really, that's when I, I think really in 20, the beginning of 2020, that's when I really realized, oh, I really want to do this. Yeah. Like, right. this is what I really like. And I'm going to figure out a way to make this my full-time thing. That's right. Yeah. And and with COVID lockdowns, now when that happened, um, and even after lockdowns, we saw society shift, right? Like every state, um, luckily... Um, (laughs) I got a phone call. call. Let me get this back up again. Sorry about that. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so in terms of like, um, during COVID things changed, we started seeing a migration of people leaving a current state to another state where there was more flexibility and there wasn't so many draconian, like, um, uh, restrictions of some sort. And I found that very fascinating. And that's why this country is so great, because we have our U.S. Constitution, then we have the state constitution. They can do to an extent as they please. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just saw mass migration going to uh, not where you're at, but where your family's current, currently at now, Nick, which is yeah. Florida. Everyone everyone's going there, Texas, Arizona, and they're still going there, leaving mm-hmm. a lot of the West Coast, East Coast states. Yeah. I mean, housing was ramping up even before COVID started there. Right. And then once it started, it just exponentially grew. It just blew up. Yeah. So the prices have exponentially risen. I know around um, 
at what point did you see Andrew, I guess like inventory of houses start to grow again? Like, were there a lot of higher end homes being for sale? Because I know like, which like, time? Like, like, like in 2020, when I was looking to buy 2021, um, actually leading up to 2021, halfway through 2021, the first half, that's when I, like when I was looking to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was impossible to get a place. Yeah. So again, because the real estate became so hot of a thing to have and mm-hmm. attain, uh, prices went up and inventory has been low for many years. But did you see a lot of higher end homes of people who were like maybe higher income were migrating out of California towards somewhere like Texas, Florida or something like that? I, I did see that. I did see that a lot more so in L.A. than like in Orange County, San Diego. Um, mm-hmm. Most more of those people kind of stayed where they're at or they upsized. Uh, in LA, it, it depends, you know, uh, people with the, that are affluential with financing and whatnot, they buy it. What I saw them do more so is buy their second home, their vacation gotcha. home, their investment mm-hmm. property or whatever the case may be. So not really selling. No, no, not really selling. And that's, that's a very important component to this whole situation with the inventory in the United States. I think right now it's like 1.2 million homes are for sale in, around the, the country. And that includes mm-hmm. homes that are in escrow, but also homes that are literally active on the market, ready to sell. Um, mm-hmm. In 2007, there was 3.7 million homes for, for sale. Ooh. 3.7 mm-hmm. to 1.2. There's a big uh, yeah. difference big, there. Big gap. And you say 2007 because you're talking about financial crisis. 2008, yeah. And there was six. There's 16 million more households today than there were in 2007. So there's more of a population now. That are all going after not all, but they're going after homes. So you have a supply and demand issue, and that's that's what we've been seeing. That inventory keeps going down. If you uh, get a graph and you scale back, you start seeing inventory just come down. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start seeing more inventory come back up again now that you know restrictions have been gone for a while in COVID and things like that. And, and the cycle towards uh, the summer um, inventory shoots up, and right. uh, you know, it's it's still going to be a problem, though, I think, with inventory. And that's the only reason why prices haven't fallen yet. Mm. So <clears throat> out there in L.A., I have a curious question for you. Have you, Did you see, you know, when COVID started? I mean, ever since probably like 2020, right? Mm-hmm. All these overnight, you know, millionaires almost that from different social media, content creators, uh, those who made, you know, over be overnight millionaires uh, through crypto, right? Did you see a lot of those out there buying places in LA? Um, yeah, we saw that. I think what yeah. crypto fell in the, in the first six months of this year, end of yes. June. I think it fell eighty yep. percent mm-hmm. overall crypto. Um, so those people are feeling it. NFT people are feeling it. Um, but yeah, we I saw a lot of that. We I started seeing more Lamborghinis, Ferraris on in Beverly Hills. I'm sure you probably mm-hmm. did too. I've probably seen Ferraris and Lamborghinis in Beverly yeah. Hills, but they're probably leases. <laughs> Beverly though. Hills, I mean. <laughs> uh, well, Hollywood Hills too. I think a lot of them are leases too. Oh, okay. And I yeah. think I'm not saying I haven't. I, I have seen a little bit less. I'm not correlating the two, but maybe that's right. there is a correlation there. But um, people that were in the crypto space that boomed, you know, they busted recently. Although yeah. I don't know, crypto is such a a new uh, financial instrument that. Maybe it's one of those things that you just stay in lo- invest long enough that it's going to come back up because we've seen it come up and down. Um, right. But yeah, I've seen a little bit of that. I've seen a little bit of that. Yeah, because I'm sure that's a, you know affected the housing market too with all these people, you know, becoming overnight millionaires, right? And then buying and investing in real estate. <clears throat> yeah, but I think it's such a minimal population of people that yeah. boomed in in crypto that I don't think it really. I think it was like a little 
tiny little ripple effect that didn't really ripple mm. much. Um, but I do want to I do want to throw out a stat or not a stat, but a, some good info that I got from the um, Wall Street Journal about people migrating out of um, the blue states and going mm. to red states where your family is Nick and where I want to eventually buy some property. Uh, so it's saying by many measures, red states, those that lean uh, Republican or red have recovered faster economically than Democratic leaning blue ones with workers and employers moving from the coast to the middle of the country and Florida. Red states have added 341,000 jobs over that time, while blue states were still short 1.3 million jobs yeah. as of May. So we're seeing, you know, a bunch of small business owners which got, you know, annihilated out in the yeah. West Coast and East Coast along the coast. Um, they A lot of them decided to move geographically to the middle of the country or Florida where it's a little bit easier, not so restrictive on small businesses that ended up not doing well. And it's just yeah. less expensive too, in terms of taxes. Do you see those being the main reason? Now I do want to know, you know, we're not going to get into politics or anything. No, no politics. Not, it's just policy. We're not swaying uh, one way or right or another. No, 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 no. Um, but do you think those are the main reasons for that type of statement? I think, I think in terms of migration out of the state, yeah. For, yep. sure, for, for sure, yeah, for 100%. sure, yeah, for sure, 100%. I mean, we saw Joe Rogan leave too. We saw a lot of people leave, a lot of yeah, celebrities, but all, I know a lot of people have left. Um, so let me see. There's another one too. Um, let's see. It says Moody's Analytics developed an index of 13 metrics, including the value of goods and services produced, employment, retail sales, and new home listings. 11 of those 15 states were all red leaning. Were all red states. So the red states were the ones that recovered a lot of or not recovered but gained a lot of uh, population and what's what's that going to do to that state it's going to build a, a, a hotter economy for them long term yeah. and the blue states are are the ones suffering a bit more um we also see too it says um the states that gained the most migrants uh levied an average uh maximum income tax rate of 3.8 percent. so there's where taxes mm. becomes an important play for businesses and regular people middle class or whatever mm. um uh, for Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and Nevada changed no income tax at all. The 10 states that lost the most residents to uh, to moves, migration, have an average tax rate of 8%. I think yeah, California, it's about 13.3%. Yeah. So people mm -hmm. left because of restrictions, uh, less expensive uh, to move in those other areas, and then the taxes. So yeah, I thought that was, uh, yeah, I thought that was like a very important thing to note. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So Stephen, just to pivot to the construction scene, right? Sure. So what would you say the difference was between pre-COVID to during COVID to now and the difference, you know, how many people and how many jobs you have that, that need construction? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because although, you know, material was still like material was getting crazy expensive. Right. Um, people who could afford it were still willing to put that, I, I guess, because some of their, their daily costs were going down if they were staying home mm -hmm. or driving as much. Mm -hmm. I don't know how exactly that kind of correlated into it, but material was super expensive and people were still remodeling. Yeah. That, like what you said in the beginning, people want to have a nice, comfortable place to work at. They're going to be there all day, not only sit at the same table for six to eight to 10 hours, but then... Yeah leave that table and still be right. in the same room or the same house sure. or in their kitchen. Yeah. 
So they wanted I to have that. Pain. Yeah. Or if they did leave their house and go to their backyard, they wanted to have a nice little rest area, you know, right. with a pergola patio. I, I saw like a lot of pergolas being built, a lot of outside patio space. covers, outside space. Yeah. People yeah. who wanted to renovate their backyards or their front yard to have somewhere to get out of the house and still be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with the lockdowns and all that going on where you were right. basically stuck at home. People were like, I still want to have my own little sanctuary somewhere else. Yeah. Whether to have a serene it. space, you know? Yeah, and I mean, that, that goes back. Like new... I think we saw that a lot more so in the blue States too. Yeah. Because they're like, well, if we're not leaving, we got to be outside with the pergolas and have people. Remember when on the news, it was like, uh, if you uh, congregate with people. This was when it was okay to, if you congregate with people, make sure you set an outdoor space <laughs> and you wear a mask. So, that was important for someone like yourself where you yeah. would have go out and build that in people's backyards. Yeah, and then the number of I like mean, restaurants too who were building oh yeah outdoor makeshift, space. like yeah. makeshift outdoor spaces. Yeah. Was, yeah. So that that was good for your um community of uh yeah. contracting, but at the same time the materials exploded because everyone's need chased those exactly. specific supplies. And then we had the whole ship shortages issues across mm-hmm. you know china and vietnam oh, that was crazy too factories so material was just not coming in yeah especially yeah, so i mean yeah, what's what's what do you see in the state of that being now i think it's soft i think it's kind of back yeah, to I normal still expensive though but still expensive but lumber prices have gone down lumber prices have gone down a lot yeah lumber prices have gone down a lot for sure are you still seeing shortage on materials uh it's getting better it's getting better i, I would say like 22 maybe right through the year i'd say like end of 2021 okay it was like impossible to like mid to end of 2021 i feel like it was impossible to get stuff how about appliances though appliances i saw an issue up until like the first two months of 2022 appliances like refrigerators um ovens and things like that because of the semiconductor shortage that we had Mm -hmm. um that was a big issue i saw a lot of my clients not have the refrigerators that they needed and they were really upset with obviously what was going on did you see that happen too in 2020 yeah there was like the higher end stuff i think was still kind of available but then okay. shipping it was difficult it, it was coming from somewhere else Got it. Yeah. um inventory for like mid-range appliances and refrigerators was was tough to get mm-hmm. uh just because nothing was coming in to replenish it sure and that's kind of like the price range where people could afford and it was just selling out like hotcakes the number one thing that I saw was that like nobody could get and it, it all happened because of Instagram, um, you know, shorts and reels of people buying Ikea closets and then refacing yeah. them. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've so seen have that. you guys seen that? People buy like a, an expensive uh, Ikea closet and then they add really nice wood to make it look custom. Right. Exactly. So everybody saw those reels and was like, I want to do that to my closet. I'm sure you had clients that did that. Oh, imagine. every freaking yeah. day. I was almost, yeah. not every day, but like I was getting a lot of requests and I was like, well, why don't you order it First, and then call before. me in like three, four months when it comes yeah. in. That's right. a very efficient way when it comes to letting your dollar go a longer way. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I did one that was a relatively, it was a pretty big closet actually. And I would say for a custom closet would have been anywhere between like fifteen dollars to $20,000 on the size of this. Wow. And for materials alone, the Ikea came out to like 2500 bucks. And then the wood to reface it came out to like another fifteen hundred bucks, so that's like four thousand plus the labor. I think it ended up coming out like seventy five hundred bucks versus what twenty thousand versus fifteen or fifteen thousand. Big difference. Big Big difference. difference. I mean, I know some people who made their closets. You know, ones with obviously bigger closets, but their office 
you know, their office space just to <laughs> get a change of scenery. So they work from there because it was quiet space away from their kids, you know, sure. uh, significant others, et cetera. So, yeah. yeah but there was but, a, uh, was a... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I want to kind of go back and harp a little bit on uh, the the mindset change, right? Yeah. Pre-COVID, post-COVID and, and now, um, you know, you said that you were seeing a lot of renovations and um, serene spaces built, you know, especially in like people's backyards, but just a, a place for them to get away, right? Right. And focus more on their mental health, right? And their overall well-being to kind of unplug a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Because perspective, you know, there was such a focus when COVID started on overall health and mental well-being. I mean, from big corporations down to the individual, right? So that's interesting to see how that kind of affected uh not only the housing market, but the rehab, you know, market as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, what you, the energy that was put out in the world and to some degree was definitely needed spilled mm -hmm. over to actual actionable actions, which was buying homes, selling their home, moving elsewhere, or, right. you know, just hiring someone like yourself to make their area look better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. so I know we are kind of short on time today. Now yeah. I'm looking at the clock. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on at the end? No, I think that's it. Like and subscribe. Let us know if you agree or disagree with what we're saying. Um, sometimes, you know, we have different opinions, and I think that's a healthy conversation for debate. So, right. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll be elaborating on this a little bit more in the next episode. So, tune into that one to get a little bit more details, yeah. some stats, and things like that. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Thank Take you. Care, guys.